Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale lumber to the public for your next project, your deck or fence, something like that, go to RMFP.com. Mace, how are you, my friend? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. You look a little rushed today. What's going on? Oh, get those get those earphones on so you can hear me clearly. Well, the funny thing is, if I put them on the wrong way, it actually wouldn't make a difference with these. Not really. No, no, it wouldn't. Um, no, just uh, just just been busy today. Just been yeah. busy. Yeah, kind of, kind of the slow time of the season for the Broncos because usually, uh, especially with DNVR, you are all wrapped up in the draft. And while the draft is certainly going on, uh, you're not writing any columns about uh, quarterbacks. And you're really starting on the second round, which is probably a little bit of a different feel for you. It is. And uh, I mean, right now, sort of, uh, it's it's as much discussing what the Broncos might do trade-wise as who they might pick, simply because, they're A, they're going to be probably focused on trying to accumulate some capital for next year. And B, we saw last year, for example, how George Payton turned one pick at pick number 71 in the third round, but you're kind of throwing into three but you, picks. But you're kind of throwing darts there, aren't you? Well, he believes in the more darts theory, right? But ultimate, and that's and that's why, if you're looking at the board, let's say you're at pick seventy-five, for example, or or let's say pick sixty-four, right? And the Broncos have three players on their board that they like. The chances of one of them being available at say pick seventy-one are pretty good, so. If they're looking at the board then, then I would imagine they would move down and take and take more capital. Kind of like last year, they moved down twice in the second round, and that allowed them to turn pick 71 into three selections, two of whom became starters in Baron Browning and Quinn Miners. So that's, I, I, that's the I, kind of mentality I think they're going to have. I agree with what you're saying. Doing a mock draft for the first round is guessing game enough once you get to pick number 22. Yes. But once you hit the second round and saying, okay, who's going to be available at what position group? And are these three guys going to be available? I mean, it's you, you, you're there's a difference between throwing a dart at pick number twenty five blindfolded and throwing a dart blindfolded into the wind. Well, that's why I'm not doing a mock draft. You're not? No. And well, Danny, can we get the breaking news music? Because very rarely does is this the first year you have not done a draft, a mock draft? As the years have gone by, I've found the entire mock draft process to be point more pointless and useless with every passing year it is because all it does is it does something for sports talk radio mm-hmm. but i digress time now for the lead the lead presented by sasquatch casino in blackhawk okay price tag for wideouts continue to go up today bills reach an extension with stefan diggs four years 104 million dollars that ties him to buffalo through the 2027 season 70 million is guaranteed Let's go over some guarantees for three wide receivers this offseason. Tyreek Hill, $72 million guaranteed. Stephon Diggs, $70 million guaranteed. Devontae Adams, $65 million guaranteed. 
Now let's look at what George Payton did during this past season with Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Sutton, four years, 60 million, 35 in guarantees. Patrick, three years, 18 and a half million in guarantees. So looking at the total outlay for the team, 53 million in guarantees. That is less than Adams, less than Diggs, less than Hill. Would you rather have Sutton and Patrick or one of those other guys? I'd rather have the two. I'd rather have I'd rather have two than one. And I'll take I'll just you're gonna take your chances that um that they don't ask for a restructure down the line, but you can't argue with a guarantee for two players, both of whom are going to be used, and they're both are 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 very good. Maybe not Tyreek level Tyreek Hill level elite talent, but they're both very good. But you're getting two guys for less than the price of one of these stars. I think for the Broncos calculus this that it makes more sense to do what they did, but it also it shows how prudent George Payton was because if they had waited until the offseason, I don't think they would have gotten that kind of price. I think we will likely disagree on this, and I'm cool with that. Who would you rather have, Adams, Diggs, or Hill? Well, are we talking about talent or including everything? Everything? Devontae Adams. What else would it be? Well, I, yeah, I'm not. I, I wouldn't want Tyreek Hill and all the baggage. Oh no, I, I'm yeah. not even looking at that. I'm talking about on the field. I'll take Hill. Can I tell you why? Because sure. he scares the hell out of defensive coordinators. Devonte Adams, you have to game plan for. Tyreek Hill scares the hell out of defensive coordinators, and you have to completely shift your defense to make sure you have safety help on him. He makes you completely change what you want. To do well, from a football perspective, he is the he is the most unique talent of those three, and that's why I would take him. Who's the better wide receiver, Devontae Adams? Yeah. Who's the better wide receiver, Diggs? No question about it. But Hill's speed stretches the field for you so well. He's the only guy of these guys I would give that money to, because there's a difference between game planning, which you have to do for all three. And then a guy who completely can mess up your game plan with everything else. Yeah. With that, I'm wondering if general managers are going to start to fall into the trap of, well, Hill got a lot of money and Diggs got a lot of money and Adams got a lot of money. And now wide receivers are going to want a lot of money. If we want to keep our guy, we better pay him a lot of money. I think every GM that spends a lot of money like this on a wide receiver is going to fall into a huge trap of giving way too much money to a dependent position. I understand every position on the field is important. Um, A punter is super important if he can flip the field. A kicker is super important if he's a guy like Adam Vinatieri and can hit clutch shots when you absolutely need him. Not shots, but field goals. That's why I'd use a mid-round pick on that punter from San Diego State, Matt Areza. Some of who his punts went viral last year. You don't want to go uh, first round Sebastian Janikowski, huh? Not quite, but I'd be happy to use a fourth or fifth round pick on a razor. I don't understand why these GMs are spending that much money on a dependent position. Because in order of importance, mm-hmm. and I understand how good these guys are, I would rather have a quarterback. I would rather have an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. I would rather, and I think you and I disagree on this, I would rather have a stud left tackle over a stud wide receiver 
because why do you think I would disagree with you on the left tackle? No. Well, because you and I have talked about it uh, in terms of importance of positions. I think you may have had offensive tackle a rung lower. I think, no, you know what it was? No, I, it's I think blindside protector has always been one of the core four positions for me. Quarter QB, yep. lockdown corner, yep. edge rusher, and, blindside and protector. And our disagreement yeah. was on cornerback yes. and tackle. Mm-hmm. Lockdown corner is really, really important. I get it. I would rather mm-hmm. have the offensive tackle yeah. than the lockdown, but we can agree to disagree yeah. on that. Yeah, receiver is a second tier position. The, in the terms point of is. Is that receiver at best in my book and in your book is number five. Yeah. And I think you are going to crush your salary cap giving this type of money to wide receivers. Best of luck to you. And oh, by the way, what is a position that seems like year after year there's quality coming into the league in the draft? Wide receiver. Can you remember the last year that was short on wide receivers in the draft? Who was the probably like you have to probably go back nine years when when the draft was short on everything? Who was considered the best wide receiver in the draft when Jerry Judy came out? A lot of people thought Jerry. Well, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy was the wide receiver one. Right? And who was drafted after him again? I forgot. Justin Jefferson, Stevie Lamb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've done pretty well. And the other guy who was drafted ahead of Judy just happens to be in prison. But not because of football. And that guy's career was starting to take off and he was starting to be used. Could you imagine what the Raiders offense would look like if Ruggs didn't kill somebody? How unbelievable would that offense look? They might not have traded for Devontae Adams. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, I think they might still have have traded for him just because if Adams says said, I want to go to Las Vegas and I want to play with my bestest buddy in the world, Derek Carr, then it would have still happened. Right. Right. So I think I, I think it's possible you might have been looking at just an astoundingly good receiving core because it, it might have still might have still come into play. But also or who knows also organizationally what the Raiders would have done this offseason. If look there was there is a clear correlation between the effectiveness of the Raiders' offense the last two years and having Henry Ruggs and not having Henry Ruggs, right? Yep. So it's entirely possible if Ruggs had not gotten blasted and gotten behind the wheel, it's entirely possible that you might be talking about Rich Bisaccia, Raiders head coach, because maybe they don't sneak into the playoffs at 10-7. and 7. Maybe they're Go twelve and five. I'm gonna, th- you know what? I'm gonna throw something else at you. I'm gonna take Stephon Diggs out of it because he's playing with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Although I- he was really good with Kirk Cousins too, right? Tyreek Hill played with Patrick Mahomes, and Devontae Adams played with Aaron Rodgers, two first ballot Hall of Famers. Uh-huh. And yes, I'm saying Patrick Mahomes is a first ballot Hall of Famers. Tyreek Hill took a step down in two, who's not really very good with the deep ball. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Adams is playing with a very good quarterback with a lot of skill position guys around him with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. But maybe those numbers are a little bit inflated. Now, granted, the argument would be, well, look, Calvin Johnson put up big numbers even when he didn't have great quarterbacks. And I understand that. I'm talking about the price tag. Mm-hmm. What did Calvin Johnson win? Nothing. No fault of his own. Nope. And he look he, wide receiver doesn't carry yeah. a team. It doesn't. Yeah. The, the Cooper Cup 
was the difference maker, one of the big difference makers in that Super Bowl. But Matthew Stafford is the was what was the difference in the Rams being a playoff team and the Super Bowl team. That's right. Matthew Stafford got the most out of Cooper Cup. It's not that Cooper Cup wasn't very good. Stafford did his credit kind of took Cup to another level. And Aaron Rodgers has gotten the best out of Devontae Adams, and Patrick Mahomes has gotten the best out of Tyreek Hill. And you, we will see what those other quarterbacks do. You just kind of hit, when you said Aaron Rodgers, you just kind of hit the nail on the head of the Packers' logic and why they will probably go very receiver-heavy in this year's draft. Maybe they open with two wide receivers. They are counting on Aaron Rodgers making anybody viable because receiver is a dependent position. And it's if if the Packers go 14 and 3 and they get great performances from their rookie receivers, you'll have your answer. I will admit when I'm wrong and I'm going to say it right now. Danny, you said on the show yesterday and you asked Mace this question as well. What's going to happen in the San Antonio Spurs Nuggets game? And I said the Nuggets will jump out to a big lead and then barely hold on in the end. Well, I was wrong on just about every part of that prediction as I watched the game last night. It's the Spurs that jumped out to a big lead. And the Nuggets absolutely threw up on their shirt. How in the hell did this happen? That's next. And, uh, eyes that burn like cigarettes. I want a girl with the right allocations who is fast and thorough and sharp. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Com. Colorado weather changing. It's supposed to be nice this weekend. I saw rain next week and possibly snow. So with the weather changing, it is time to get your 30-point inspection with mighty plumbing, heating, and air on your HVAC unit. Beat the heat rush while it is still inexpensive, and they've got a great deal for you right now. You're going to want to go to MightyPH.com. Plus, you're going to get all kinds of goodies if you get a new HVAC unit if you need it like I did last year. You're going to get a 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home air duct cleaning, whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, a smart thermostat, including installation as well. Go to MightyPH.com. To kind of illuminate our past uh, our, our past topic, you brought up the receivers taken right after Jerry Judy yep. last year, right? Yep. Can you guess where Jerry Judy ranks among receivers in the 2020 class in receiving yardage if if he is better than top seven i'd be surprised yeah eighth Ooh, that was a good guess that was very good behind justin jefferson cd lamb t higgins chase claypool darnell mooney michael pittman jr and brendan Ayuk. i'm not even going to get into the receiving touchdowns because of course he has only three and on that he is behind a lot. He he's behind. I think looks like about fifteen or sixteen guys. Who's ahead of him? And In yards or t- yards or? Well, you asked yards. Okay, yeah. Who's ahead of him? Justin Jefferson. Okay. C.D. Lamb. Okay. T. Higgins. 
Uh, T. Higgins plays for Bengals. Okay. Chase Claypool. Okay. Pittsburgh. He play, okay. Yep. Darnell Mooney, Chicago. Okay. Michael Pittman, Jr., Indianapolis. Okay. Brandon Ayuk, San Francisco. Okay. With that, I would say at least five of those wide receivers have better quarterbacks than what the Broncos had last year. Very true. But the other thing also was that's worth noting is this. Or better systems. Yeah. Better but, systems, yeah, specifically with Shanahan. Stanford, yes, exactly. But the thing is, all of those guys have at least seven touchdowns, and Judy has three. How many have last year again? Uh, zero. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Zero point zero. Zero point zero. And, you know, we know quarterback is a dependent position, but I think one thing we've learned, Jerry Judy does have a lot of talent, but... He also pouts when he doesn't get right, the and Right, the, and the other thing is that is it, that is true is this. As we see with an example like Darnell Mooney of the Chicago Bears, who had a 1,000-yard season last year, despite working with Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, and Justin Fields. If you've got it, you've got it. And Justin Fields is better than what... I'm not a big Justin Fields guy, as you know. Yeah. And I'm still not, but he's better than what the Broncos had last year. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Nuggets had a chance to clinch the number six seed to avoid the play-in tournament last night and then threw up on their shirt. You put in the show notes, is this the worst loss of the season? I'll let you start. In terms of what the Spurs were without... And yes, the Spurs were playing, were, were were playing for the playoffs. Shorthanded, but they were they were very shorthanded. Jakob Hurdle played though. Yeah, yeah. My apologies yeah. to our listeners and to both of you. Yeah. He did play, but he, I mean, he didn't have a a world. He wasn't a difference game. maker last night. Yeah, Jokic still got his rebounds and yeah. still could do what he wanted on offense. But I did give out some bad information. Most of the Nuggets <laughs> last night were a DNP. Yeah, even though they were in uniform and played here. When you ask the question, is it the worst loss of the season? My answer is no, and I'll tell you why. It's the worst loss in terms of timing on the schedule. Yes. It's kind of like if you turn the ball over twice in a basketball game and you turn the ball over midway through the first quarter, but then you have the ball with five seconds left with a chance to win and you turn the ball over again, at that time, mm-hmm. was that the worst turnover of the game? Yeah, because of the timing of it. But a turnover is still a turnover. Mm-hmm. They had a chance to make sure they weren't in the playoff game or the play-in tournament, I should say. Now they are in a position where they lost the fifth seed. And the fifth seed right now, the Jazz, they hold the tie break. That any, if they, if, if they would have rather played Dallas, I think that's pretty much out the window because the Nuggets take on Memphis tomorrow night. They close against the most dysfunctional team I have ever seen with that much talent. That's the Lakers they close the season with. I don't see them. I, I don't see the, uh, whatchamacallit, I don't see the Jazz losing their final two games. Yeah. So they are where they're at. Uh, I am hearing there is a possibility, but we've been teased with this before. Jamal Murray might come back. I suppose we will see. I think I'll believe it when he's actually on the court. I'm with you in a on game. That. I'm with you on that. Now, listen, Michael Malone 
has been critical of his players in the past. I will say he is also very complimentary of his players, too. He's he's good cop and he's bad cop. He plays both roles well. But this is what he said after last night's loss about Nikola Jokic, who had a, another phenomenal game. Uh, I think we talked about it a couple days ago. He, he's, he's on the verge of becoming the first player to get 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. He's already at the 1,000 rebounds after last mm-hmm. night. He's at the 500 assists, and he's like 30-something points away with two games to go to get his 2,000 points. Malone said about Jokic, he's fatigued. He's been carrying our team for 80 games. How would you feel if you were a guy in the locker room hearing that? Because that's a pretty strong statement about the rest of the guys on the team, even though everybody knows Jokic is the best player on the team. And Mike Malone sometimes has gone a little too far. I mean, you might not be happy, but how can you argue against it? I agree. I mean, he, you know, he he is a legitimate MVP candidate for a reason. And it's not that you haven't had occasional bursts from around the roster. Will Barton, a couple games ago, mm. finally put up some points, I mean, and Aaron Gordon was really good offensively, but Aaron Gordon yeah. isn't there for his offense. It's not a, exactly. And the other thing is, it's it's with the with the with the exception of Aaron Gordon, who. As, as as who he is is a consistent player. He's a very good defensive a- a- player. Aaron, he's a hustle guy. Right. Aaron Gordon, you know what you're getting every night, right? Yep. And if you get offense, it's a bonus. Right. Kind of like Dennis but, Rodman. Yeah, but you don't know, you know with Will Barton, he doesn't bring that on the defensive end, and you don't know you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know you, you don't, don't know if you're going to get Sir Swish or Captain Clank, depending on the night. So that and I think and I think. Maybe it's a little bit of a stretch to say to say carrying the whole team, and I imagine it might not go over very well. But when, but if you if you're an if you're a player on that team and you sit and reflect on it, you have to say, well, is this wrong? When the Bulls drafted Michael Jordan for the first two or three years before Scottie Pippen was drafted, the Bulls and I remember this well. They didn't have a lot of talent on the roster. They would stand around and watch Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between standing around and watching Michael Jordan and Nikola Jokic. Michael Jordan was not getting his teammates involved. Yeah, He was just shooting, playing one-on-one, shooting more, playing one-on-one. There's no excuse for any of these guys who are open a lot. None. He's trying to get them the ball. That's right. Like he, he, He's trying to set everybody else up. That's his game. And if you, and if you drop the baton, that's on you, not on... Not not on Jokic, yeah. And more often than not, they're dropping the baton when it's thrown there when it when it's handed to them. I was thinking about this today in the car that the NBA announces all seventy fifth anniversary team. They pick seventy five guys. Yep. And I don't think they'll have a. They might have their you know twenty five years. They'll have their top hundred, but by that time it's watered down. I'm sure Alex English will be part of that. Alex English very upset that he was not part of the All-75 team. Or it's more likely that the next 25 are going to come from the next 25 years of basketball. It could. Including but they'll only, Jokic. But there'll only be one top 75 team. Yeah. When, when you look at the, the best players of all time, and you look at the guys on that team, mm-hmm. who would you rather have? 
Jokic or Charles Barkley? Not a knock on Charles Barkley. Who'd you rather have? Right. More complete. Setting he, everybody else he up. He is more complete than everybody. Yeah. Oscar Robertson is considered one of the greatest all-around players of all time. And he never got 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a season. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook averaged triple-doubles, too, for a season. He never did that either. Nikola Jokic is one of the greatest basketball players to ever play this game already. And I think he w- and if he gets that MVP, that's his ticket to the Hall of Fame, period, if he never plays a, 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 a minute again. Literally, if they had done the top 75 one year later, he would have been on it. Mm, I don't think so. Really? No. At- there are, it, it's already tough enough to give the guy any credit for trying to win an MVP. I mean, you, if- you have Embiid. Crying he, and complaining and lobbying for the MVP. Well, Gian, Giannis was on the the seventy five. I mean, if Jokic won back to back MVPs, he'd have the exact same place case that Giannis did. How many uh, MVPs has uh, Giannis won? Two. How many championships has he won? One. Oh, there. So you're saying, but I don't think that. Ah. I think that they would look at two MVPs if Jokic did win that. If they did the seventy five a year from now, and he'd be on. I there. mean, think about this for a second. Nash won two MVP awards. He's on that team, right? Who'd you rather have? I'd rather have Jokic. Right. You can make the case he's a year late. I think it'd be a stretch. I I think the basketball community would be up in arms outside of Denver if Jokic was on the All-75 team. Even if he won the MVP this year? I do. He would be the only two-time MVP literally not on the the 75. I understand that. So... It's the way way people look at it. I think they'd be up in arms, but they'd be wrong to be up in arms about it in that case. I would argue that they're even wrong to be up in arms about it right now if he if they did it a year from now and he and he was on the 75. He is easily right now one of the top 75 players to ever play this game. He's probably one of the top 30. You can make that case. Yeah. I mean, but then again, if you're one of his detractors, don't look at the numbers. Right. Don't, even look though, at the, don't look at the numbers. Even though it's not just the advanced numbers, but the tradi- traditional counting numbers. It's all. It's everything. It's, it's everything, and there's 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 no there's nowhere to hide in terms of the data and all the the data. All the data does is reflect performance. Right. It's not like they're coming up with it out of the sky. It's it reflects performance. Right. That, that yeah. that's the thing the non nerds don't understand. Right. Data reflects performance. I don't think you could look at his game and honestly say there's a weakness. And you can you can argue against his defense, but his defense is improved. Yes. Coming up after the break, ESPN's Todd McShay. This is this is how far down the pole we've gone. We're going to talk about who Todd McShay believes the Broncos are going to take in the second round. Hmm. But more importantly, it's about the position group that we're going to talk about. Is this a position group that should be addressed in the second round? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. I got my head 
Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. Milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sdhmazda.com. ESPN's Todd McShay. Doing his mock draft, going into the second round, because that's where we are. We're not talking about quarterbacks and Pickett's hand size anymore, thank goodness. But we're not talking about first-round picks, which is kind of exciting, but I'd rather have Russell Wilson. But I digress. Now we're talking about the second round, and he is projecting the Broncos are going to take a behemoth of a man, Daniel Faalele, with the 64th pick. Athletic, former rugby player from Australia. He picked up uh, football six years ago. I don't know if I really want another rugby player from Australia after um, Adam Gotsis played. Bill, no, Bill, Adam, he didn't. Adam Gotsis didn't play rugby. He played Australian rules football. Either way, he's from Australia. And we had a bad. I liked Adam Gotsis. He was a nice player, but uh, he wasn't worth banging the table for, which is what Bill Collard did. And I digress. Mm-hmm. So picked up football. Falele six years ago, six eight, three hundred and eighty four pounds. I remember back in 1984, 85, mm-hmm. William the Refrigerator Perry was all the rage being, I believe, one of the first, if not the first, 300-pound defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at potentially 400 pounds. But as Mike Shanahan famously said about Ryan Clady, this guy, Falele, is mm-hmm. twinkle toes because he is light on his feet for 384. Yeah, but he's still 384, and that's a concern I have. For example, Mikai Becton, a yep. couple of years ago. When he has played for the Jets, he's been terrific. Yeah. The problem is, in two seasons with the Jets, he has missed 18 games. Yeah. And when you're, it is just a simple physics thing. Like, it's different with, like, a Vita Vea, who weighs, I believe, 360 pounds on the defensive line. He doesn't play every down. A defensive lineman is going to be shuffled in and out. And he's not asked to move. Right. Like this guy is going to be asked to move. Tackle, yeah. A tackle is asked to move and is asked, on the on the outside tackle is asked to move, shuffle around, and is asked to play every snap. And so I'm intrigued by Falele, but on my board he would probably be a red flag because I would be concerned about the potential for accumulating injuries with that large of a frame. Here's something else to consider. Former rugby player. At what weight was he playing rugby if he has played football for the last six years? I can't imagine he was 384. I doubt it. With that, there are a couple of other tackles who might be considered. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tulsa's Tyler Smith, Washington State's Abraham Lucas. If you have a, a position need, yeah. Eventually, you might need a right tackle. I'm right. with you on that. But I think there might be a bigger need right away for a defensive end, a pass rusher. So I'll ask you because you know more about this than I do. What's deeper in this draft, offensive tackle or pass rusher, edge guy? I think tackle's a little bit deeper. Then you wait. Or the other, the other thing also is, is edge rusher a, a long-term need? It is. You do the one thing you can say the Broncos do have is if they again if they had to line up on Sunday, they would have Randy Gregory. Well, Randy Gregory wouldn't be ready, so they'd be starting either Malik Reed or Jonathan Cooper. 
Malik Reed is solid. He's not great. He's solid. He has started. Bradley Chubb, if he's healthy, and again, that's the big if, but if you had to line up on Sunday, even without Randy Gregory, you'd be able to do it, and you wouldn't be saying, oh, God, we're screwed at one of the edge spots because Malik Reed is out there. So the Broncos have the luxury in this draft of not having to pick a specific position because they need a starter, right? They don't need to pick a right tackle because they don't need one right now. Right. They have Billy Turner. Right. They don't need they, now. They were visiting with some uh, interior linemen, according to Mike Cliss of Nine News. They were visiting with Cam Jurgens of Nebraska, Dylan Parham of of Memphis. Parham is probably is probably very much in that day two consideration. They're both interior guys. Parham can swing out to right tackle, but you don't. Again, you would not need them to start right away, and so that's why. The value play here, if a team is desperate enough to 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 want to desperately want somebody at sixty four, it might be to take a trade down and pick up some capital for next year. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it, Colorado Avalanche with a big win last night. We've got a listener eager to hear your thoughts on them beating the Penguins for the second time in a row. We'll get into that game next, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about one of my favorite places to go, Optimum Golf. You can find them in Park Hill or the Rhino neighborhoods. And don't forget, every Monday on the show, we give away a $100 gift card where you can get a lesson from my guy, Kyle, who teaches my daughter, and she loves working with him. Also, you can use that $100 if you want to go to one of their virtual bays, which you can work on your game and play courses all over the world with that kyle how are you my friend i'm good thanks how are you guys doing this afternoon okay so we are getting now into outdoor golf and a lot of people are thinking i want to be able to play and they're probably thinking i might want to be able to play with new clubs because i like the work that i did during the off season what can you do for people with custom fit custom built clubs so we have uh all the availability or all the opportunities to to fit anyone into clubs that fit their game the best or that are best for their game. We have over 50,000 club head shaft combinations from our custom matrix at the Rhino store. Uh, we use our Unicord launch monitors to get visual data or photometric data about your swing and impact. And then it can tailor a set of golf clubs to you to give you the best possible uh, results. There are people that say, Hey, uh, you know, I don't want to drive to Rhino. I'll, I'll just go to a, a big box store near my house. What is the difference between going to you guys at Optimum Golf and going to those big box stores? You know, a lot of what we do is about creating community and creating uh, relationships with our customers. We don't want you to just come in and get golf clubs. Certainly, we do want you to get golf clubs. We want you to come in and get lessons or come in and get golf balls and 
and buy your apparel with us and have us be a part of your golf community, not just a place where you go to buy stuff. And we really want to be able to come in and answer any questions you might have. Something, you know, random happened on the golf course, a rules question, or, you know, a methodology or a mechanics question. You know, one of our PGA professionals can answer those questions for you. We're happy to do it. We really like being a part of each person's individual golf community, and it, it's, it's really what brings us to the game. Checking out your bays, I love the fact that you could do so many different unique things to it, like uh, maybe it's overcast that day, or maybe it's a little windy that day. How much is that really going to benefit when you eventually get out on the golf course? Because, you know, I, I've been to your both locations before, and I love going there, but I like the fact that it could be so customized. Absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of we really don't talk about it enough in, in golf instruction, but a lot of playing quality golf inside or outside is about assessing variables. So when we can introduce, not just remove, but also introduce those variables and teach you how to account for them, it's going to help you play better and help you shoot lower scores if that's what you consider to be playing better. Some people just want to have fun. We can also help you with that. I want, to, so. I want to point out one thing that is so unique. I've never seen it anywhere else. You walk in the big box stores, they have their putting greens. When my mm-hmm. daughter was there for one of her first lessons, I think this is so stinking cool. On your putting green, I think you have lasers on there, if I'm not mistaken, that help people who are just starting off to putt. Does that sound right to you? Absolutely. It's not, it's not a laser, but it's basically a, a putting green simulator. We're one of only two facilities in the state of Colorado that have a putt view putting green. The other one is um, the practice center at the Colorado State University, if I'm not mistaken. So what this does, it not only shows you a topographical map of the putting green while you're standing on top of it, but will tell you exactly not only the aim line, but also the line that the ball is going to take as it goes into the hole. So it will help you. It effectively gives you a line and says, here, all you got to do is roll the ball on this line, and it will go in the hole if you run with the right pace, of course. So it's got tons of games. You can play tic-tac-toe. You can play putt-pong. There's target games. There's pace games. Think of every drill you've ever done on a putting green or seen someone do, and you can do it on our view putting green with plenty of slope, up to 3 or 4% of slope in some of the areas on that putting green, and do it automatically. When you and I golf together, will you bring that so I can use it if we're playing for money? I can I use it. We can do it. I can use it. My you can't. Tools. You Maybe. can't use it. I get to use it. I get to practice on it, so I don't really need it outside. That's kind of the whole idea, right? <laughs> so if, if it helps you to do it inside, then you can take that outside and apply it. Um, the idea is to learn to do it better. How do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? How can they improve their game as we head into the season? Uh, our Instagram handle is... Uh, at Optimum Golf Studio with underscores in between the words. Our website is theoptimumgolf.com, or you can put Optimum Golf right into the Google, and it will come right up. We we you know we look forward to meeting all sorts of new people, and we encourage everyone to stop on in, say hi, even if you don't have time to play. Come check us out, and we'll give you the rundown real quick. And make a reservation for sure. Make them in advance because you every time I walk in there, you guys are packed, always packed. So make sure you make your tea time or make your reservation at theoptimumgolf.com. Kyle, have a great day. Thanks, Eric. Have a great day as well. See you, pal. Time now for the buzz. Not the buzz, the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com.
Just in case you missed it, the Colorado Avalanche beat the Penguins on the road last night, 6-4. They also beat them here at home, 3-2 over the weekend. We had a listener who was excited to hear your thoughts as this is a uh, pretty good Pens team that they just beat twice in a row. And Nathan McKinnon seemed to be his old self, scoring two goals. They got some uh, some help from trade deadline acquisitions, Arturi Lekkonen and Josh Manson, who each scored a goal. But Kemper faced 45 shot attempts from the home team in Pittsburgh, while Colorado had only 31 shot attempts. Are you comfortable with Darcy Kemper having to turn away such a high volume of shots, knowing that the Avalanche have this kind of offensive efficiency? It was kind of surprising that the Avs, who rarely get outshot, were thoroughly outshot in that game. However, when you look at giving up four goals, if you just look at the box score and say, well, he gave up four goals, I don't care how many shots there are, you need to remember that with about a minute 30 to go in the game, uh, the Penguins were down 5-2, to two, and the game, the final score was not as close as what the game actually was. The Avs were up 5-1. to one. They were never truly threatened in that game. But with a minute 30 to go, the Pens pulled their goalie. So Kemper is facing all skaters now. He's facing six, six guys. Mm-hmm. Then the F score a goal, and then on the final goal that Kemper gave up, he's facing six skaters again. So <laughs> giving up four goals might seem alarming, and I understand the high shot total. That might be the bigger concern, but very rarely are you going to be facing six skaters. Funny thing is a lot of Darcy Kemper's performances that got him on the Avs' radar were facing high shot totals. Remember, in the bubble in 2020 for Arizona, I think, the game the Coyotes won in that series, didn't he face something like 55 shots or something like that? Somehow, Darcy Kemper seems to get better the more you fire at him. Right. Well, the busier you are, yeah. the more in tune to the game that you are. You when you're yeah. facing 17 shots and you're just kind of standing and you're, you're leaning one arm against the top of the goal and you're just waiting for the action to come your way, sometimes you don't stay as focused. Just in case you missed it tomorrow, 3 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN2. DU versus Michigan in the first game of the Frozen Four for a chance to play for the NCAA D1 Men's Hockey National Championship. The Pioneers, great hockey team. Have either of you ever been to a DU hockey game? I have not. I have. I've been to a few games over the years over at Magnus Arena and even uh, one year saw them in the NCAAs down in the Springs. I think it was I think it was uh, 04 which was the the first of their three national championships this century they started their run down in the Springs. It is uh, it is DU's opportunity to pick up the state of Colorado after what Michigan did to Colorado State in the NCAA basketball tournament and now DU can really hurt Michigan where it really hurts in a final four. Well, here's the Not other the opening round. Well, here's the another thing also on this. Those are the two schools that are 1-2 in men's hockey national championships. Michigan has 9, DU has 8. So, if you want to have parity there and uh, at least tie for the all-time lead, get it done tomorrow and you're going to be one step closer to doing that. That was Mountain High Appliance just in case you missed it. Mandy, my fiance, got a stack of a wash and dryer and that is a thing of beauty it's a beautiful piece of machinery she got a great deal on it and she said the customer service was nothing short of fantastic they really took care of her so if this sounds like you you want a new appliance whether it's a washer and dryer something for your kitchen work with the team 
that has been there for a long time. They're going to ask you the right questions because when Mandy started working with them, she didn't know exactly what she wanted. But after talking to one of their salespeople, she knew what she wanted. She got what she wanted. You're not going to get that at the big box stores. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville. Littleton, you can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Emmanuel Sanders was a guest on NFL Network's Good Morning Football, and he was asked about the Broncos offense, specifically Russell Wilson, all the skill position players, and he knows some of these guys, specifically Cortland Sutton. You know Emmanuel's always outspoken. You know, people in Denver are all excited about Russell Wilson and this Broncos offense. You know, Emmanuel's very outspoken. What does Emmanuel have to say? That's next. 